0: and to tell inspirational cattails. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Curl Up with a Cattail with Gwen Cooper. I, of course, am Gwen Cooper, your host, and delighted, as always, to be here with you. Coming up later in today's episode, we will be speaking with Ingrid King, the woman behind the Conscious Cat blog, which many of you may already be familiar with. And we will be discussing Ingrid's 2021 Holiday gift giving guide for cats and cat lovers. And it's definitely something worth sticking around for. Although I I do I, I'm opening um this this podcast with, with an apology, which I seem to do a lot lately. So first let me say, by the way, that there's just been no end of road work and construction happening. Right around my house for the past couple of weeks uh, they're they're putting in new gas lines apparently so they are just and and for some reason it would seem that all the gas lines in the neighborhood appear to converge directly in front of my house, at least judging by the amount of work and digging up of our driveway and the sidewalk and street right in front of our house that has been going on. So I have had just a devil of a time finding time to record when I am awake and when there is not roadwork or construction going on outside. I'm, I'm not much of a night person. Those of you listening might know I am definitely a, a lark as it is known. I get up, I was going to say at the crack of dawn, but these days it, it's pre-dawn for sure. I get up between 4.30 and 5 every morning, which generally I really like, and the cats certainly appreciate the early breakfast that they therefore receive. Uh, but the road work has been starting at around 6, and it goes into the evening. And uh, hypothetically, I suppose, if I were more of a late night person, it would be easier to find times to record, but I am not. and so even even if I'm you know, technically awake, let's say at eight nine o'clock, I, I my my brain is is not at anything even approaching peak thought capacity. You might actually not know that I do have a peak thought capacity <laughs> given given what some of my podcasts sound like, but I do. There is actually a portion of the day during which I'm at my sharpest mentally, and it is not sadly after dinner by by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so the point being that that I have found a nice quiet time to record quiet in terms of the road work. It's super early in the morning, but it is raining here in Jersey City. So you might hear kind of the thudding sound. My microphone is very sensitive. So you may or may not hear like little kind of thuds in the background. And in case you're wondering what that is, it is the sound of of rain gently falling Around my house here in New Jersey. And the other apology that I wanted to issue, and this is to you guys and also to Ingrid. So I've done a fair number of interviews since I started doing this podcast, and knock wood, that was me knocking on my wooden desk. I have been very lucky in really avoiding any significant technical issues, which given how new I am just to using the equipment for podcasting, I am I'm I find to be a remarkable streak of luck. I am no longer new to using any of the equipment – but the point being that with Ingrid, I, I did have – experienced my first set of technical problems. I'm not sure – still not sure what the problem was, but I just kept losing the audio feed. So Ingrid would be in the middle of giving an answer, and then she would cut out and and come back several minutes later, and we would sort of have to start over. So I said that to explain why the interview – it might sound a little choppy in places. I, I certainly edited it. You you might notice sometimes it it seems – um, maybe slightly off and, and that's I, I did the best job that I could in editing. Um but mostly because the, the interview is a little bit shorter than my interviews really are. And really, I, I guess the big point I want to make is we did not get nearly as much time in general to have spoken as I would have liked, but we, we didn't really get to talk much about Ingrid's wonderful books. We we did mention them, we touched on them. And so I really do want to encourage everybody who's listening, um, especially if you like what Ingrid has to say and, and you think she's interesting, by all means, definitely go to her website. It's ConsciousCat, I forget if it's dot com or dot net. Um, but look, you know, just do a Google search for Conscious Cat, Ingrid King. Definitely check out her books. She she has some really wonderful books that I think many of you would enjoy. Those of you who were subscribers to Curl Up With A Cattail, the written short story series, may remember that the month when I was attacked by my neighbor's pit bull and was unable to write a story for the series, uh, Ingrid sort of uh, did, it, did a little pinch hitting kind of a thing and was gracious enough to allow me to use one of her stories or an excerpt from one of her books that month um, to distribute to readers. And we got a lot of positive feedback on that. A lot of people really enjoyed it. So definitely check out Ingrid's books. Uh, We don't get to talk about it much, but, but they are for sure worth your time, at least to investigate. And of course, we have a perfect reading weekend coming up because it is Thanksgiving in a couple of days. And it's hard to believe that this year really really zipped by. I would say, you know, 2020 was this weird kind of year in terms of how it felt time-wise. It was like just this, it was the year that time stopped, sort of. And and so in a sense, I mean, on the one hand, it felt like it went by very quickly, but it also, because nothing really much, you know, we all spent so much time at home and indoors and doing the same things and, and seeing the same small group of people, If if we even saw anyone at all, it felt... Kind of like like it stretched on almost forever. There there was just this weird time dilation thing that happened. But 2021 has really zipped by. I can't believe we are already on the cusp of 2022, and Thanksgiving is is coming up. And I I know that many people have a tradition of of, of you know on Thanksgiving going around and saying what they are thankful for. I, and I will say that I, I have actually never really done that. Um, I didn't grow up in a family where we did that. We did not, at the Thanksgiving table, go around and say what we were thankful for. Our Thanksgivings were always very much buffet affairs, so there was never the whole family gathered around the table. We would usually do Thanksgiving with another family or a couple of other families. uh, A couple of years, actually, and this was not my mother, because they were catered. Thanksgivings, uh, which I this this was at a a friend's house many years ago in Miami, and I never really went for the catered Thanksgiving because to me it seems like the point of Thanksgiving is like the big sloppy potluck casseroles that people bring or that you make at home, and so to have the food professionally professionally prepared sort of seems to defeat the whole purpose. But anyway, I'm getting off the point. So we were never a sit around the table, go around and say what you're thankful for kind of a family. But honestly, the main reason that I don't spend Thanksgiving enumerating specific things that I am thankful for is because – and this is going to sound sort of hokey, but it really is – that is an idea that I try to incorporate into my everyday life. I would say that I am an optimistic person, but I am not innately optimistic. I, I believe – that I, I guess some people are innately optimistic. I am not one of those people. If anything, if left to my own devices, I would probably stray a little bit more toward pessimism. It, it's just kind of my makeup. But you know, I grew up. I was very, very lucky to grow up with my grandmother living in our home. And and I've talked about my grandmother before, I believe, on this podcast. And she moved in with my family. When I was maybe three or four years old, and she lived with us until her death, which was shortly before my sixteenth birthday, and so she very much was a true second mother to me, and I I still feel incredibly fortunate that that we had that blending of the generations, that we had the multiple generations living under one roof, and that that I I got to spend so much time with my grandmother, who is an extraordinary person and who was very much a a natural optimist and and would always you know she was full of of expressions like today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday uh, was a favorite of hers and and whenever my mother was worried about something or something going wrong she would always say god hasn't let us down yet she she was a a religious woman as well my grandmother and so although my my own natural mindset probably does not tend toward optimism I really grew up with the feeling, and it's a feeling that I maintain now to this day when I'm certainly much older than 16, that optimism is a choice and it's a conscious choice and it's one that you have to choose pretty much every day. And that does not mean ignoring reality. Look, the world is is always going to do its best to remind you why optimism can feel foolish at times. And I am not suggesting that people ignore reality or close their eyes to to sad, unfortunate, evil things that are happening in the world. But I, I do think it is important to consciously remind yourself on the big picture level that for all the evil and, and evil people and bad intentions that there are in the world, there, there are always good people and forces of good. And, and anybody listening to this who has been involved in any capacity, whether it's as a volunteer or board member or or just a person who's donated some money, if you have encountered the work of an animal rescue group, then I don't need to tell you about the forces of good that exist in the world. And also on the micro level, to remind yourself, however bad your day may be, whatever however badly things may seem to be going for you at that particular moment, it certainly could always be worse. There are always blessings in our lives. And again, I'm not trying to go all chicken soup for the soul, but the point being that I don't look forward to Thanksgiving as a day when I can count and enumerate the things for which I'm thankful. It is something that I do. It is a conscious choice that I make just about every day. Uh, Because again, I, I do believe that optimism is a choice and you constantly have to re it. You constantly have to select it. You can't just check the bo- box once and then move on. It, it is something that you have to do all the time. And having said that, however, though, of course, as a subject for the podcast, obviously, thankfulness is, is certainly something that is on my mind this week. And of course, I'm incredibly grateful to those of you who listen And those of you who support me by listening to my podcast, by reading and purchasing the books that I write, certainly those of you who support me on Patreon, and you guys have heard me talk about my Patreon page and my community a lot, but I I am particularly thankful for my Patreon community and, and not just because of the support with which they provide me and without which I would not be able to do this podcast or, or to work on my writing without corporate sponsorship or traditional publishers backing me up and, and paying me in advance. I am, I am unbelievably grateful to the generosity and, and belief in what I do that my Patreon community demonstrates. And uh, truly I, I would not be here without them. But the bigger point that I wanted to make, so probably we we do a lot of fun things in my in, in on Patreon. But probably the thing I think that consistently people enjoy the most and and that gets the most reaction and that that people really seem to, to like are when I publish pictures of Homer and the other cats, but primarily Homer, that I have never published anywhere else, that I've never put on social media, that I did not put in any books about Homer or in the Homer scrapbook which I did a couple of years ago and is still available for sale on Amazon. By the way, the the Homer's Odyssey 10, 10th anniversary scrapbook, which was a lot of fun to put together and had a lot of behind-the-scenes family photos that had never been published elsewhere. Uh, but on Patreon, I, I'm really digging deep into the photo archives. And a lot of the pictures, candidly, of the cats have never been published because they're just not the greatest Pictures they're they're a little blurry or maybe cat is a little further away or closer up. Uh, particularly some of the pictures of Homer, you know Homer being a black cat with with no eyes. Um, it could be a little tricky to get candid shots that looked as good as, as Homer himself looked in person but i so i share these photos and and they are you know by their nature because they've never been shared before they are very personal photos and and i always tell the story behind the photo you know i don't just put up let's say a blurry picture of homer sitting next to my computer i will talk about how when this photo was taken i was up against a deadline for my novel love saves the day and and really did not think that I was going to make it I I was incredibly stressed out and then and Homer came and laid his head against my hand while I was typing and it just felt like this moment of grace as if Homer was saying you know you can do it mom I believe in you and and how that inspired me to keep going and and just these little moments and that that would otherwise would be forgotten because a life is composed of of so many moments and We spend years with our cats, and on the one hand, I think we all feel that it's never enough time. However much time we are given with our cats, it is just never enough time. We could always – we could live with them forever. I I have never been ready, quote-unquote, to say goodbye to any of the cats who I have lost. And yet, by the same token, as as brief as their lives may seem in comparison to our own, they are also – so filled with with so many just an infinitesimal number of moments that it, you can't really remember them all, except that every you know when when I pull these two or three photos a month for Patreon that I haven't looked at in years and that are not the greatest photos, but I remember I remember the moment when I I took this picture or or what we were doing or or the the silly joke my my husband had just told or or that a that a friend had told, and it really is like it's like a form of time travel it's it's like getting to to live those memories again. i you know, I've always felt incredibly lucky to be able to write about my cats and to do it for a living, and not just because it's an extraordinarily What's the word I'm looking for? It's an extraordinarily fortunate thing in this life to be able to do something you love for a living, but also because it has kept my cats very vivid in my mind. I I, I, I have never really felt like I've truly lost them. They've always been very present and part of my everyday life because they are part of the substance of, of the work that I do every day. But even still, there there are always those little moments that are not necessarily worth documenting in a a book or even in a long essay or, or short story, but because because they're just moments. But thanks to Patreon and this community that we have there, I I get to share these these little pictures and these little moments that that otherwise would be lost to the mists of time and. I, it is very gratifying to me to see that other people, that people in 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 my Patreon community enjoy these as well. I like to think that when I post things like this, it it ignites for the person who's reading it a similar memory of their own, a moment that they had with their you know with their own cat or another animal in their life that resonates with the moment that I'm describing and And I hope that that is something that I am able to give back to the people in this community who give so very much to me. But either way, I you know, I obviously can't really know what's going on on the other side of the phone or the computer screen. so i I just know that that I am unbelievably grateful to all of you. And and to all of you for your incredible support and and thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for not just for everything you do to keep me working but for providing me with this venue to to keep living with all of my cats to keep living with the cats that I have lost and to keep living with the kitten and previous year versions of of my two oh my gosh now nearly ten year old cats I cannot believe. That Clayton and Fanny are going to be ten years old in February. That that's a subject for a whole other podcast. Uh, the whole sunrise, sunset, and how quickly the time goes by. But uh, yeah, it it really does zip by, and so it is important, as I said, every day to to make the conscious choice to remember things and to be grateful for the things that we have, for the moments that we have, for the the animals who, who are with us today or the animals of yesteryear who we've been lucky enough to know and to love before. And I I feel that I I am, like I said, now really straying very far into chicken soup for the soul material. So on that note, I am going to take a very short break of about 30 seconds or so. And when we come back, we will be speaking with Ingrid King of the Conscious Cat about her twenty twenty one holiday gift guide. Um, if you are interested, by the way, in learning more uh, about Patreon or about this podcast, or really just about or leaving a, a comment for me to read or contacting me directly um, to send you know, to send me an email, whatever the case may be, please head on over to Gwen Cooper g w e n c o o p e r dot com, and you will find all the information you need there. And on that note. I am now going to take a 30 second break, and when we come back, we will be speaking with Ingrid King of The Conscious Cat. So sit back, get comfortable, and stick around for more Curl Up with a Cat Town. Thanks so much for sticking around. I am particularly thrilled to introduce today's guest, who is one of my very favorite cat writers. Ingrid King is the award-winning author of Buckley Story, Lessons from a Feline Master Teacher, Purs of Wisdom, Conscious Living, Feline Style, Adventures in Veterinary Medicine, What Working in Veterinary Hospitals Taught Me About Life, Love, and Myself, Tortitude, The Big Book of Cats with a Big Attitude, and Purs of Wisdom, Enlightenment Feline Style. Her articles have been published in Animal Wellness Magazine, Kittens 101, Cat Fancy Magazine, and numerous other publications. She's a certified veterinary journalist and a professional member of the Cat Writers Association, and she's here today to talk to us about her 2021 Holiday Gift Guide for Cats and Cat Lovers and All Things Feline. Please join me in welcoming Ingrid King. Ingrid, thanks so much for being on the podcast.
1: I'm happy
0: to be here. You know, so this is a, a little bit of trivia, but you were, I think, probably the first dedicated cat writer uh, to interview me after Homer's Odyssey was first published. I had done, you know, some interviews for some other outlets, but that they were not cat specific. I think you were the first cat specific writer to interview me after Homer's Odyssey was published. So, so this is sort of like coming full circle. For us,
1: it, it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it?
0: it? It, I mean, I was, I was in my thirties. I was like in my mid-thirties when Hover's Odyssey* was published, and I just turned fifty. And and listeners uh, will know that I keep harping on this, and I'm sorry to do so. Um, I guess well, it's a little surprising to everyone. Well, I think it's a, you know it's always surprising to you when you are aging, sort of, because your whole yeah. life you've been young and and then one day you're not and it's just kind of a, it's constantly a surprise to find that to be the case
1: and i don't know about you but i still look in the mirror and expect my 20 year old self to look back at me and it's always kind of shocking
0: well see that's where i'm i'm ridiculously immature so i feel like when i look in the mirror i see the same you know kind of juvenile imbecile that that i used to be <laughs> um so you know I want to definitely get into your holiday gift guide but but first I want to talk about your work you know you are very interesting and and so you are a writer but there is really like a whole gestalt I think to to the, the the universe of Ingrid King because you are a writer and you write lovely personal very warm remembrances of your cat's but you are also an, an expert in, in feline health and wellness. And, and so there's this kind of, you know, you, you are not just a storyteller, but, but there is a holistic approach to, to the way that you approach your relationship with cats and, and the way you engage readers and listeners with what their relationships with cats could be. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your feline philosophy?
1: Well, I, I didn't really start out to be a writer. I, I you know, worked in veterinary hospitals for eight years after uh, um, another life in corporate America. And I, I just loved everything about veterinary medicine. I loved working in, in the healthcare field. I loved working with animals. And I the only aspect of it that I didn't love quite so much was I managed a veterinary clinic for eight years. And after that time, I started burning out on the human resources aspect of the job. So that's when I decided to go out on my own. And initially, I actually started um, a business doing Reiki for animals, which is a an energy healing modality. And as part of that, I started writing a newsletter to market my services. And after a while, I realized that I actually enjoyed The writing of the newsletter a lot more than the actual doing of the business. So that was kind of a clue. So um, I started writing a newsletter as part of the Reiki business to market my services and realized that I love that a lot more than doing the actual service, which I still enjoy and I still do some of it. But it was kind of a big clue because my life at that time really was about I wanted to do something that would make me happy. Um, So then this little cat came along with a gimpy leg and her name was Buckley. And she was just an incredible teacher. She was only in my life for three or four years before she passed away. And as part of my healing process, after I lost her, I started writing about her and that turned into my first book, Buckley story lessons from a feline master teacher And at the time, the conventional wisdom was if you wanted to market a book and you didn't already have an established following, you should start a blog. So I started a blog with really not much of a plan as to what I wanted to do with it. But I knew I wanted to call it The Conscious Cat, uh, inspired by my other cat at the time, Amber. And it sort of took on a life of its own Um, uh, after about I'd say the first three years, um, I started taking some advertisers. I started getting products for review. Uh, it pretty much became a business that was able to support me and I love doing it. So, um, It's
0: great, it's really, great to be able to, to make a living doing something that you love, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's- and that really was what this whole journey was about for me that I wanted to find work that I loved after spending, you know so many years in a soulless corporate office and it, cats and writing about cats and writing about cat health has certainly provided that for me so i f- i feel very fortunate
0: so uh, you know all of us I, I i think listening to this probably have some sense that our cats have things to teach us that that we learn from the animals in our lives. But but this I, I know is really a core philosophy for you. Why don't you, when you talk about things like like the conscious cat or conscious living feline style, why don't you tell us a little bit about what what specifically that means?
1: Uh, well, to me, conscious living is really about making conscious choices in all aspects of your life, not just um, you know not just as it relates to your cats. It's about you know, making choices that support our environment. It's about making choices that support your own personal growth and your own development. And it's about giving back to your community, whatever shape or form that may take for you. And, and it's about really, ultimately, it's about living in the moment and what better teachers than our cats to teach us how to do that.
0: You know it's interesting um and and I don't know how many of your readers know this but you are from Germany originally Correct is correct uh it, it's funny cuz my my husband Lawrence um, for those of you listening who don't know his name, although I don't know how that would be possible, but Lawrence uh, always says you, you have the, the blue eyes of a uh, of a, a medieval warrior queen. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what he always said, the ice blue eyes of a medieval warrior queen. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, because it's – I always say that Homer is like David Hasselhoff. He's really big in, in Germany. Uh, right. Germany, but- Germany is probably – and, and Homer's Odyssey has done well. You know, Homer's story has resonated in many places around the world, but I would say after the U.S., Germany is probably where it's done the best. I mean, certainly where it sold the most copies. And so, uh, you know, it makes me curious the extent to which it, is Germany a cat loving culture? And would you say that there are similarities, differences in terms of how cats are perceived by the people who love them in Germany versus the United States?
1: You know, I'm not really sure I can speak to that because I was in my early 20s when I left Germany and I did not have cats growing up. So, yes, it, I mean, it's definitely a cat loving country. Um, but as in many European countries, the attitude about cats is a little bit different. Most European cats are indoor-outdoor cats, unlike in this country where we're really trying to, you know, sure keep them inside. Stuff. So that's a huge cultural difference um, in, in that respect. Um, but they're certainly just as pampered there as they are here. Um, it was actually really interesting that just recently I watched a German program on, on one of the German TV stations where they had a feline behaviorist on talking about environmental enrichment. And, and the funny part to me is because I spent you know, so much more of my life in, this country, and speaking and thinking and dreaming in English and and really not feeling like I'm still part of the German culture. So a lot of the vocabulary for feline behavior the German vocabulary for me is completely new. So it's it like kinda- my uh,
0: my grandmother at a certain point she couldn't speak Yiddish fluently. You know, she grew up as a child speaking Yiddish, but then yeah, as yeah. she grew up, you know, became older and and um, moved out of New York's Lower East Side, she became an English speaker almost exclusively. And um, she so she knew she would sometimes dream in Yiddish. She said, but but for the most part, <laughs> she could yeah. not really converse in Yiddish anymore as an older woman. The way she had as yeah, as a kid. I'm
1: still fluent in German, but. It's certain technical terms are just not part of
0: my German vocabulary. I have to look them up. Uh, that is uh, that is interesting. Um, so so tell us a little bit about your your holiday gift guide. This is not the first time that you've been that you've done a holiday gift guide. No, How many years have you doing, done this for?
1: I've been doing this for gosh, probably seven or eight years. Um, it, it, it's curated, and I pick. Mostly items that I've reviewed throughout the year. Um, also some items that, you know, companies approach me about being featured in the guide. Um, you will not see anything in that guide that I haven't either used myself or would use myself. I mean, there's some really high-end furniture in there that I would love to have. So, <laughs> Yeah, I understand um, that. But um, I really pride myself on being pretty picky about the companies I work with. Um, because let's face it, there, there's, there's so much stuff out on the market and not all of it is quality and some of it is actually hazardous for our cats. Sure. So I want to make sure that the, the companies and the products that I represent are products that I can stand behind. So the guide features um, a lot of different gifts for cats, anything from some super fancy furniture to scratchers, um, toys, uh, some some really fun cat toys that you may not have seen
0: anywhere else. Um, so I, I have to ask, you know, because I remember one time Lawrence and I, we were in Sweden. And we went into some random pet store and there was, I've never wanted anything for my cats so badly in my whole life. There was this <laughs> enormous, I mean, it was a tree, but it was like an actual cat tree. Like somebody had created something that looked exactly like a tree. It was like a, like a piece from like a stage set or something, uh-huh. like a fairy tale uh-huh. tree. And it was like sit, like probably seven or eight feet tall and also just as wide. You know, it was uh-huh. enormous with all of these like cushions and places for the cats to like lie down among leaves or in the trunk or, or you know, scramble up and climb on. And it cost some ridiculous amount of money. I think like $1,500. I wanted it so bad. <laughs> and Lawrence is like I'm telling you right now you're going to have to choose. It's me or that tree. <laughs> well, um and he didn't actually say that. But I mean it, it, certainly there there was uh, there are a million reasons um actually two great reasons we we didn't have the money and we didn't have any place to put it. Those are the two right. Good, good, right. the two good reasons. But I'm wondering what the most just lavish ex- I mean or is there anything that you would describe as as sort of lavish and over the top like something that you loved but that if you had not been given it to... To, to sample, you might not have indulged in yourself. Is there anything, you know, what's the craziest, most over the top item that you've ever featured in one of your gift guides?
1: Um, I'd probably have to say it's it's a, a cat tree similar to what you what you're describing. Except um, when they offered to send me one for review, I opted for the smaller version simply because a I didn't have the room for the larger one, and it had to be assembled, and I'm not very talented with that. So
0: right. You, you was- and me both, sister. <laughs>
1: I wasn't going to attempt to put together an eight foot cat tree, but it's got, it features like, um, you know, real tree trunk limbs and it's got these beautiful platforms and then it's got these like fake branches that you stick into it. So it sort of looks like a real tree. The sad thing is that uh, at the time I had Allegra and, and Ruby was still alive and Ruby used it for, I'd say a good six or seven months. She'd sleep in it every day. And then she stopped and of nobody course sense.
0: So. so it sounds like, obviously, there, there's lots of fun stuff in there for, for cats. And, and we are definitely going to get into what are some of your favorite items uh, for cats this year. Uh, but I'm assuming that you also have things for cat lovers in this holiday gift guide. And and I would ask the same question. What is the most extravagant, over-the-top, or, or just fun, unique, crazy gift for the cat lover in your life that you've ever featured in the guide?
1: Um, gosh, the most extravagant, I guess, probably the, the custom paintings. I mean, they're not super expensive, but they're certainly not inexpensive either because the artist
0: deserves to be compensated for creating. And these are pet portraits. I assume you mean like a portrait of your cat. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, um, specifically that the artist that I'm thinking of right now is Bernadette Kosmarski, who's also a member of the, um, Cat Writers Association. Okay. Uh, she created a painting that actually was commissioned by one of my friends. Um, it, it's like, it's the view out my bedroom window and on the windowsill are all the cats I've had over the course of my life so, living and deceased, and it's incredible, and they're it's all
0: like like they, like in conversation with each other they they're just sort of sitting there, yeah,
1: like as, as they are in
0: your heart, right, I mean, because they all yeah. they, they they have relationships with each other in in your mind, in your heart yeah, that that they didn't necessarily actually have in real, I mean yeah. that's how I always feel like my cats are still in in conversation with, I don't mean that I actually think my cats today are talking to Vashti and scarlet and and Homer. But there is this sense of of, of a continuum of of yes tests in my life. It, it
1: definitely feels like it, it's 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 like that soul cluster is how I like to think of it. Oh, that's
0: a a lovely like phrase. We're
1: all part of that same cluster, and you know. Depending on what your belief system is, you know, I hope that at at some point I'll see them again, or maybe they'll come back to me, or something.
0: Who knows? It's so clouder, maybe if if we're referring yeah, to yeah. the cats specifically. There
1: you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah.
0: Right. And and a phrase is born. I think one of us should trademark that immediately uh, before <laughs> before, before the podcast airs. Um, so so tell us about this year's guide. What what what's exciting on, on in this year's holiday gift guide.
1: Uh, we have a lot of, of really fun stuff in there, um, some really super fun furniture that is like modular and can be configured, you know, in, in ways that suit both your cat's play or climbing style or your environment. Uh, we've got some fun toys, and <laughs> one in particular that has turned out to be a huge hit with Allegra um and i loathe the name but
0: it's a fantastic toy it's called the kitty whip and it looks
1: just like Ooh, that that
0: sounds like sort of s&m or, or like that movie do you ever see that yeah. a- um Anne margaret movie kitten with a whip yeah, Where, yeah there are yeah. no cats yeah. in that movie by the way <laughs> it was a very misleading title i expected to see kittens there were no kittens and there were no whips i was very disappointed but um anyway <laughs> so a kitty whip and, and what does the kitty whip do
1: it's a it's a wand toy, so it's just one of those you know interactive toys that um, your cat can chase. And for some reason, it's it's different than chasing a string. Apparently, there must be something about the way the leather is
0: weighted, maybe that makes it more interesting. So, is it different from the bird, for example?
1: Well, it, it doesn't have anything on on the end of the leather string. Okay. Sh- oh, I see. String. So. Gotcha. But you can, I mean, it's endless possibilities. You can drag it along the floor. You can drag it up and down furniture or cat trees. And
0: uh, it's, it's. No, I believe so, it. My cats get a lot of mileage actually out of a single piece of string that, that falls off an article with clothing, yeah, so, for example. So
1: it's, it, you know, I, I marvel at, I am not an idea person. I marvel <laughs> at people that come up with something, you know, how people come up with these ideas for cat toys that are actually really based on what cats really want and not just, uh, you know, some marketer's idea of, well, this is what a cat toy should look like. Let's put a little sparkly ball and, you know, and that's the, that's it. So uh, there's, there's, you know, toys along those lines in there that. You'd like to think
0: that these people are are really paying attention to their own cats, you know, that they have some sense that they are doing this from a place of love and not absolutely. just, I don't know, cats, but let's throw something out there for people to buy. Yes,
1: that, that is very true. I think that's the difference
0: between a really great cat toy and just your average, you know. I mean, I'm sure that's something you look for in, in the items that you include in the gift guide.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and that, that's true, too, for the, for the items for cat lovers. Uh, we've got some beautiful jewelry. Uh, Ooh, there's jewelry. That, that makes gemstones jewelry in various cat colors. You know, in black and torty colors in orange colors and all of the gemstones have you know healing properties, so that's a beautiful and very affordable gift, and it's very very special uh We've got some super cute stuffed velvet cats that you can't look at them and not smile um We've got apparel, so there's a lot of different things to choose from that should make everybody on your gift list very happy.
0: Now, if, if listeners, and, and I am assuming that most of the people listening at this point are going to be very eager and anxious to find out how they can check out your holiday gift guide for themselves. So so let us know where we can, where can we find you?
1: Uh, we go, you go to my website, ConsciousCat.com, and you will find uh, a banner at the top of the page that will take you right to the gift guide, or you can search on Conscious Cat holiday gift guide and it'll link you on it. Um, so there's a couple different
0: ways to get to it. And 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 are you on, on, on the gram and, and Facebook and, and the other on, cool social media that the Instagram. kids do these days?
1: Am, yep. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm I am on Twitter, but honestly I don't do anything on I Twitter. I
0: never so. tweet anymore. Like yeah. I seriously never tweet. I, I never I never really got Twitter. I was just I never a Twitter person.
1: I guess I'm too. I, I have too much to say. To I was just myself. gonna say.
0: Like, I mean, what 140 what? characters. Like, come on, man. What can I say in 140 right? characters? <laughs> 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 I, I'm right there with you on that one. Um, but but Instagram and Fa- I mean, I know Facebook. Obviously, you and I uh, spend a, a good amount of time together on Facebook, and and so I know you're very active there, and Instagram as well. And, and your handle in both of those places is also Conscious Cat. I'm assuming. Correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, a succinct, a succinct, uh, a, a woman, of few words, but all of them count. Um, <laughs> for, for those of you, by the way, and 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 I'm going to clean this up in editing. Um, but in case I'm not able to do so, so we, uh, uh, Ingrid and I have just been having the hardest time with technical issues during the the course of this recording. um, and and so if it sound if it's been sounding a little choppy to you listening that's why and I and I, I guess I can't really say I'm ever glad that something like this happens but at least it's happening with Ingrid who who is a friend and and there's a certain amount of patience and and willingness to repeat answers um, because I've interviewed some people who I don't think would be as accommodating quite honestly <laughs> but um, Ingrid th- thank you so much you you have been a wonderful guest and of course I really do mean it when I say that you are one of my very favorite cat writers. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and by the way, if people want to check out your books and things like that, not just the holiday gift guide, I'm assuming that they can also do so on conscious cat and uh, your conscious cat absolutely.
1: website. And the books are all available on Amazon and can also be ordered by any bookseller
0: in the country. So yes, Absolutely. Well Ingrid, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and and being so patient with our technical issues and um and for giving us a sneak peek at your holiday gift guide. Thank you for having me. And thanks so much to all of you for listening to this week's episode. For those of you who celebrate the holiday of Thanksgiving, uh, my my American listeners and friends, have a wonderful holiday. And to everybody, have a wonderful weekend and kick off to the holiday season. And I look forward to seeing all of you next week for an all-new episode of Curl Up with a Cattail. And that concludes this episode of Curl Up with a Cattail with Gwen Cooper. Don't forget to invite your feline-loving friends to listen to new episodes along with you. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, find out how to get your name and your cat's name included in my next book, or leave comments or questions for me to answer in future podcasts, head on over to GwenCooper.com now. Thanks so much for joining me, and don't forget to hug your cat today.